raised concerns about the teachers' union's decision uh, to ask and hold a minute's silence for Ashling Murphy in all primary schools yesterday. Leanne believes that the decision was made hastily and the impact on young children wasn't carefully considered and she has been chatting to our own Gillian about it. 24 hours, I suppose, before uh, the minute silence uh, for Ashling Murphy uh, may she rest in peace. Uh, it was it, it was announced that the unions were recommending uh, this minute silence, uh, and as I said, there it was just 24 hours before it was going to happen, and I just became really, really concerned for what my eight-year-old would be exposed to in that day. Um, I, I would be very sure and certain that the school would deal with it appropriately, but I just felt that 11 o'clock in the morning, a discussion might happen um, with regards to how. Uh, Miss Murphy passed away and I was very concerned about what might be said in the schoolyard um, and that by the time my daughter was collected later on that she'd be very upset. Is she a sensitive child, Leanne? No, no, not particularly, but uh, she is an eight-year-old little girl uh, who loves school, loves her teachers, uh, would see teachers as very, I suppose, important in her life and... Um, I suppose very robust and I, I just think that uh, she'd find it very very traumatic to hear uh, now she could do I don't know but I've just we've just decided not to tell her uh, what happened um, and I'm not saying anybody would intentionally tell her in any sort of detail but I think it would have started a conversation in the school that would have gone on for the day um, and I was just a bit concerned about that. And I suppose this is the difficulty. I mean, us as adults, none of us has escaped the, the news over the last week. Uh, but young children may not have heard of, of what happened. And other children will have heard because they'll have older brothers and sisters and there will have been conversation in the household about it and they'll have picked up on it. And mm. it, it's really, really difficult to shield children from this kind of news, isn't it? Um, it is indeed, and my older son, he's he's 12, he's aware of it because he asked me about it, he'd become aware and we had a conversation. And even, uh, you know, in the last couple of days, we've had conversations again and he agrees that his younger sister, if at all possible, should know about it. It's just, once you hear these things, another little bit of childhood is gone and if it can be avoided at all, um, I, I just, I really believe childhood is precious and these things to hear are just so hard for a little child. I think us adults, should absolutely honour Miss Murphy and should think of her. I was thinking of her this morning on my walk. I was praying for her family. Um, it's it's horrendous what's gone on, um, and I, my sympathies really go out to them and all and you know anybody who has lost anybody so suddenly and so tragically. And I suppose I I, I love not to know, and I, I just I suppose I wish that for my little girl still. Leanne, I know there's been some national attention about your decision and your views on this. Uh, I know that you're you're not probably not the only parent who feels the way you do, but possibly the only parent who who's spook, spoken out so publicly about it. There's been that reaction, and it hasn't all been positive. How's that affected you? It's very upsetting. I suppose I didn't want uh, att- attention on me as regards this matter. I was just very, I suppose, activated when I heard that a decision was going to be made, and I I just thought of little children, all little children hearing this um, at 11 o'clock in the morning where they may not be any bit aware. Um, and then as the day went on that they put pieces together, children are so clever and so perceptive. And while I do think um, it should have happened for adults, I just wasn't convinced that it was appropriate for children. Um, and, you know, 
a lot of people have, have said they agree. You know, I've got a lot of private messages. That's not what I was really looking for. I was just looking for it to be considered as to how it might be done in the school um, and what the conversation might be about it. And like, I've lots of friends who are fantastic teachers and, you know, they shared with me that they're going to deal with it, um, that a friend or a colleague has passed away and they just want to think about her and, and other people. And that's, that's lovely. That is lovely. I'm not worried so much about what the teachers might do. It would just be the conversation around it. It's uh, Limerick mum Leanne uh, there uh, chatting to Gillian and uh, Judy Maloney, good friend of the show, psychotherapist here in Limerick, is uh, with me now. Good morning to you, Judy. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. I'm good, thanks. And before we get into some of the detail, generally, what are your thoughts about what you've heard there? Well, to be honest, I would I would side on. I suppose I'd lean towards what Leanne is saying that mum there, the listener. Um, I do feel it's so important to be honest and open with children, absolutely. And I know I've spoke about this and many, you know, many times on the show about how to speak with ch- to children. But I don't see the value in telling ch- children th- these things. Um, you know, for as as Leanne said, they may not have been aware. I think, you know, for I think the decision was probably made to maybe honour Ashley's memory and for her family. And for teachers, and while I completely agree with that and marking it, if you think, like, giving a minute's silence is our way of showing respect, but it's not a child's way. So it's kind of enforcing children to sit there still and quiet for a minute. I mean, you're putting something on them that they just don't have, you know, the rationale to deal with at all. Um, So I think, I do think it was a rash decision. I wouldn't agree with it. Um, But in terms of, if a child knows and they're asking questions, then absolutely you deal with it and you speak to them honestly and openly. But I think enforcing it wasn't uh, a wise move, to mm. be honest. But as Gillian pointed out in one of her questions there to Leanne, you know, the the, the reality for a lot of kids, not all, mm. but a lot of them, you know, if they have older brothers and sisters or whatever, or all the vigils that have taken place, is that before the minute silence yesterday, they may well have been aware of this. There, yeah. there would be a section of kids who weren't at all, but some who mm-hmm. were. So how do you grapple with that as a parent when they start asking these entirely valid questions? Mm, absolutely. And it's so harsh, Joe. I mean, you know, as a parent, you don't get a book. You don't get the manual telling you what to do. And, and by God, one of those things is you don't, you know, envisage sitting down with your child and talking to them about a murder, particularly a teacher. I mean, you really don't. And for, for parents, you know, it is difficult for adults to talk about it with each other. It's really difficult. So to try and broach that with a child is tough. So, like, if there is no right or wrong way to do it. But, and I think every child child is different you know it would depend on their age depends how much they're capable of so if you're talking to like leanne was saying the difference between talking to an eight-year-old and a 12 year old will be completely different i think and you're right like an awful lot of kids will know this already so just because you think your child mightn't know or mightn't have heard there's a good chance they will from other people from the older siblings or you know different families or neighbors other teachers maybe they overhear an awful lot and it's in the news you know all the time on social media and everything. So I think really it's about the I, the main thing that I would say on this to anyone listening that doesn't know or is not sure how to deal with it. Allow your child to lead this conversation. Okay, so go with what they're asking. If they're asking questions, try and answer as honestly as you can within the realm of what you think they're capable of hearing. If, you, if they're asking questions like, why did it happen? You know, it's okay to say, I don't know. 
I'm confused as well. This is, you know, allow them to have their feelings and share the space. You don't have to have all the answers because really none of us are actually able to answer that at the moment. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately in our house we've been exposed to to death in recent years. Um, mm. uh, it's part of, of living and a lot of other people listening will know this as well. And I have to say in this specific case, the Ashling Murphy situation, mm-hmm. I, I probably decided to try and skim over it a little in the sense that I I referred to it as an accident. Okay. And I I honestly don't know if that was the right thing or or not to do if I'm I'm being upfront about it, but that's the way that on on the spur of the moment I handled it. I know. I know. And it's okay. Like, that's okay. It's understandable because, of course, you don't, like, it's one of those things you're afraid if you start saying it, where does it go? Where do the questions lead? Mm -hmm. But I think, again, child-led. So if they know that, you know, Rest, rest in peace, Ashley was murdered and she was killed and they're asking questions. You can say things like, yes, that did happen. I don't know why. And, you know, so it depends if they're asking if they're, if they heard that there was a man and he's been investigated and all that, that's fine. You can answer those questions. But if they're not bringing that kind of information to you, I wouldn't be offering it. I wouldn't be saying, yes, she was murdered and there's a, a man being questioned or, you know, you don't have to give any of these details unless your child knows already. So really go with what they're asking. And if it's a case that they, like if they're three, four, five, and they think something had happened, it's okay to say, look, it was something happened. I'm not sure what it was. You know, it's okay to say, I don't know, because the last thing you want to do really is start giving, you know, I think as parents, we, we, we come. It's okay to criticize me. I'm one of, I, 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 I'm, I'm entirely accepting that it probably wasn't my finest moment. I know. But again, it's okay to say that and go back and go, do you know what? I didn't know what to say. Because this is really, this is very confusing for me as well. Like, this is where you really build relationships with your kids. But in years to come, when they have messed up or done whatever as a teenager, they can come to you and go, oh, dad, this is what happened. You know, this is the part of it. You don't have to have it all wrapped up in a bow because we don't. And and the other question we're talking to psychotherapist here in Limerick, Julie Maloney, is, is it your sense that the minute silence would have prompted a lot of conversations uh, between kids and parents around the country last night? Well, what would you think? I would think yes, if I'm honest. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it would. And again, if you picture it, you know, imagine your child sitting down being told to sit down there and say nothing for a minute. That minute is very, very long for kids who don't know what's happening. They may, And even if it's the first time hearing about it, now they have all of these questions. So to ask any child to sit and reflect for a minute, they're going to have an awful lot of questions after but, that. But, but to be fair, I presume, you know, teachers had to prepare them across the morning for it as well. They, they must have had to. Well, yeah, but look, teachers are human. Teachers are people. They've all different backgrounds and beliefs and values themselves. You know, they're not pre-programmed. So one teacher might deal with it very, very sensitively and another mightn't really, you know... Out of no no kind of malice, but just mightn't realise the impact of it and just do it. Some teachers may have been very very upset. My own daughter came home; she's eleven, and she said that her teacher told them and was crying about it. Now I'm not saying that, you know. Again, look, it's human. What happened is absolutely awful and tragic. But I do think there has to be a certain element of where we do protect the children involved, because Ashley Murphy was a children doesn't or was it was a teacher. It doesn't mean. That all children around Ireland need to be exposed to what happened to her. 
because other teachers are vulnerable and emotional about it. They, you, you know, there has to be a level of looking at how we can protect them. Yeah, yeah. This, this was, this was a, a, a difficult one, wasn't it? And, and I mean, um, Leanne there, uh, chatting to Gillian, you know, was saying that um, certainly not all the reaction she got was positive. A lot of people were very critical of her for, for her stance on it. And it's, look, it's one of those things that is very, very emotionally triggered, isn't it? I mean, you know, people are feeling an awful lot about this. So I think it's such a sensitive topic that if you do raise any kind of, you know, I suppose, concerns or anything like that, you'll have other people who are just very traumatised by this and go, oh my God, no, she's entitled to this in a silence. You know, and I think that's what happens when, when a case like this happens that was so tragic and it really was heartbreaking. I think people's emotions can kind of take over. And I think that's what happened with this. I, I think it wasn't a thought-through move at yeah. all. And we do need to protect the children that really aren't directly involved. And finally, I mean, this would have had an emotional connection regardless. But in mm. general, do you think the fact that um, uh, Ashling Murphy was a graduate recently of Mary Immaculate College and Mary Immaculate College is, is such a, a well-known place in Limerick, that it, it added to the resonance for us. Oh, it did, absolutely, because, you know, there's a lot of, there's there's a connection to Limerick as well, and she obviously spent, a, you know, a good number of years here. And I think, you know, it, it, it just brings it home a bit closer, doesn't it? It could have been anyone, it could have been any one of us, it could have been a niece, a sister, you know, anyone. And I think, I know people are coming out saying, well, why, you know, I'm seeing it as, why is this case being so broadcasted, you know, more than other murders. But at this stage, I, I I, don't think that matters enough. I think the point is at least it's been publicised and spoken about enough because I think things have to change culturally in our society. So if this is what, you know, if, if, if this, I suppose, is what it takes, that the connection to Limerick, that she was a young woman, everything, I think things really, really need to change now. Okay. That it's not just another case, and in a couple of weeks, this will die down until another murder happens or another All right. attack. All right. Listen, thank you so much as always. Really appreciate uh, your advice on that. Uh, Judy Maloney, psychotherapist based here in Limerick. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.